So I'm just going to start by reading this, guys. Okay, so this is Mark 7. This is coming um, right after... Um, so I guess I'll start this little part. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. Okay, so basically, these guys are mad because um, Jesus' disciples didn't wash their hands. <coughs> okay? <laughs> so, Jesus' response to this. Uh, verse 14. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There's nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of, out of, the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So, <coughs> normally, I think most commonly, people read that, and you might already be wondering, man, doesn't that, like, doesn't that just put an axe in our whole thing? Yeah. Right? Doesn't that just say, hey... What we eat doesn't matter. And at face value, there clearly is a little bit of this, right? He says this, essentially, it, it, it's just saying that, you know, because you ate a Twinkie, <laughs> or in this case, ate with dirty hands, that act in itself is not what defiles your heart, mm -hmm. right? There, there's nothing inherent in that that's saying, "Hey, this is this is defiling." Even, even if we go back to the garden, which we're going to reference this a few times here, it's like there was nothing. Like it's not like this fruit was a magic apple, right? Right? There's 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 no substance there. Uh, at least how I'm interpreting this. <laughs> there's no substance there that is defiling Eve. It's it's what came out of her, right? Yeah. It's it's the disobedience in mm. that. It's the desire to want to do something God's told her not to. That's what is defiling her, right? There's nothing in that food that's doing that. Right. Yeah, and I think, I mean, what th this passage is, is pointing back to, I mean, these Pharisees had a very strict law that they were following, and it was their kind of external observance of the law that was the, you know, that they, was the biggest deal for them, basically. And this is always what Jesus was trying to point mm -hmm. out. It's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you guys follow these rules from the outside. You can look at you from the outside and see that you're following these commandments. But but I look on the inside, right? What's, what's on the inside of 
what is the motivation behind following these rules, um, and really what's happening in the heart um, is the major concern. So when he says that nothing can come from the outside and in, in, inside you to defile you, um, he's also referencing that there were laws specifically on foods that they, mm -hmm. the Israelites right. should not be eating. Um, As I just finished my uh, pulled pork here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and, and that was about, so it wasn't necessarily that these foods were, that everything that he listed off that said, do not eat this, weren't necessarily that these foods were unhealthy mm -hmm. for them. These would not make them physically unhealthy. Now, I think that there's, that's a good, that's an interesting conversation Debate, to yeah. see if they, they actually are or not. Um, but I think you could say that it wasn't necessarily that they were unhealthy and we're going to negatively affect them physically. This was about being spiritually, spiritually clean, mm -hmm. right? God wanted to set his people apart. He said, this is how you're going to be set apart is you're going to follow these specific rules, these commandments that I give you. Um, and like you're saying, it was more of a, hey, let's see if obedience can actually be there. If the obedience is there, then you know that's what actually brings spiritual, spiritual cleanness. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is basically saying, you know, that's not the way it is anymore. You don't have to follow these specific commandments in terms of the ceremonial laws that were there in the Old Testament for the Israelites to be spiritually clean. Um, spirit, being spiritually clean only comes from one way, and that's actually being, we'll eventually learn after this particular right. time that we're talking about in Mark, comes from being washed by his blood. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we want to... <laughs> bring up a passage like this, not to say like, hey, this is crap, but to say like, yes and amen, right? Yes and amen to nothing about what you're eating is is a um, <coughs> directly defiling you, right? One of our principles specifically when we're teaching people how to eat is on occasion, we need to completely disregard all nutritional value. Right. Uh -huh. And so like in alignment with this saying that that alone, right, the substance of your food alone is not what defiles a person is not inherently sinful, <clears throat> is not inherently separating you from God's order. Mm -hmm. And there's way more to this than just that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Now kind of drawing on to pulling back uh, from basically everything we laid out in the last episode um, about the responsibility of, of um, Christian men as the heads of their households, bearing the responsibility of the health of their family, um, tying that into the whole idea here about what comes out of a person. Okay, so if we understand that <clears throat> health is an issue, health is an arena, health is something that is held, responsibility is held within the family, the man being in charge there, then there is a piece of this that whatever he does there, Whatever he is doing in this arena is something that is coming out of him, okay? Yeah. The food that is in your house, the way that you handle sickness, the way that you handle 
exercise, the way that you handle rest and movement and all of these things, those are things that are either like you're making you're you're making decisions to do something about those things or abdicating that that's still something that's coming out of you mm-hmm. what's coming out of you is nothing abdicating that and letting chaos reign yeah right so if this is true that this is a domain that we need to bring order to now we're not only talking about just those things we're talking about your responsibility over those things <clears throat> yeah Paired with the fact that we know what brings health, we know that okay, now the food, the movement, the 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 rest, all of this stuff is these are this is the substance of what contributes to health. Now these are the things that what comes out of you regarding these things is really important. Yeah, yeah. This is always. Um when I first started to think through all this stuff, I was just like, man, if, okay, if so if the chief end of man is to glorify God, then all, all I should have to do is just tell Christians that being healthy is glorifying to God and they should do it. <laughs> kind of. Right. But, but I think ultimately that is what, that what, is what we're saying. Like if, uh, if what we're saying is true, that it, it is the, the man's responsibility to lead his family well, and part of that leading is to... Um, be concerned for the welfare, the health and welfare of his family, um, then number one, there could be a heart issue there that mm-hmm. maybe you don't necessarily care about that. So there could be mm. just selfishness sure. that's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so th- then if that's where your heart is at, then of course this isn't going to happen. But uh, m- maybe it is that you, you absolutely, and I would say this is, this is the hope for, for all men, is that they do have a, a love for their family, and all of us struggle with selfishness, but we're f- constantly fighting against that, and we are pursuing loving and, and leading our family, but we just have you know, a lack of knowledge and ignorance or whatever in this particular area, mm-hmm. and we don't know, um, we didn't know that it was some part of our responsibility, or we don't necessarily, even if we knew, we don't really know how to do it. So I think where another hard issue could come in is just maybe having some pride or something against wanting to sure. learn, sure. you know, wanting to learn how to do it, um, of seeing, okay, well, you know, maybe that is something that, that I should be doing, but that's going to be too hard to do. I don't have time for that type of stuff. That is also, um, you know, where, where hard issues come. So then the fruit of that is going to be, lack of health, right? Family's not going to be healthy. Right. Family's not going to be taken care of. Welfare is going to go in the wrong direction. Right. Um, so we could very easily say, hey, you should do this. But if there's no hard work being done to actually have a desire to do this, mm-hmm. there's no going to be mo- no motivation. The tr- I would say the right or true motivation for you to be healthy, nor you know, lead your family in that area. Ultimately, that's just what you just explained there is just selfish pride. Yeah. Right. And so it's... That, even still, that selfish pride is, is, uh, we could still go after that sin and not touch anything that we're talking about. Yeah. If we still don't have anywhere close to an understanding of health. Right. Because we, we could go after the, the, the selfish pride of, you know, either not actually caring for what happens in this domain, um, 
but then land in a place where the thing you do to care is whatever the Western system of health is setting up for you. Sure. So it 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 always come back to, comes back to this this crux of the reason why we can't get to this place of understanding that hey it matters what you eat it matters how you sleep this stuff matters is because of our such a a, a poor understanding of what what contributes to health yeah right so it's like yeah that 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 thing still just rears its head as if we don't actually understand how God designed the human body to work and how our current environment plays into that, it's really hard to, to get to the point where we can see these things as important. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes back to, I guess you could go back to, so um, at our church, we, we talk about their God giving us four identities, you know, so there's mm. um, one of the identities is being a learner. Yeah. So we believe God is, is just given us that identity is that we're, once we've been redeemed um, and being changed, you know, and become a Christian, been converted, we have this identity as a learner. So we're supposed to then go out and learn things. You come out from that perspective or just if you go back to Genesis 1 and the whole be fruitful and multiply, you know, cultural mandate stuff, um, within that, I forget who the guy was, but basically he said within that, God was um, basically telling us to go um, discover the atom. Right, you know, split the atom. Split the atom. Um, so it's there's all these treasures that are out here in creation, and man is, has been designed to go and, and figure out everything that God has put in this creation and, and think his thoughts after him type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're supposed to go discover. So I think that's talking to um, humanity as a whole that we're supposed to do that. Right. But I feel like that's built in each one of us, especially the Christian men. So they're supposed to be going and searching out, hey, what's the absolute best for whatever area it is, right? And so what we're talking about is health. So if that is your responsibility, part of your responsibility is going out and searching for, okay, what does this actually look like? And not being passive about it and saying, hey, I'll just let somebody else tell me what the best you know, possible way to do this is. Not that you have to be an expert in any of this, but you at least have to search out who are the experts, what makes the most sense with what, how I understand from natural revelation and from special revelation, what's the mm-hmm. best way to actually fulfill this particular role that, that God's given me. Yeah, and it, what's interesting is I think we see that in pretty much every just arena of society. You see like there are some of the largest businesses in the world with with Christians at the helm and, yeah. and ones that are are I mean they are theologians and they are driven by um, uh, a, a theology that includes hey like take dominion over this yeah. right and health is not excluded from that right <laughs> what are the names of every hospital you know right Trinity Genesis Saint Luke Saint John like yeah. These these are the medical establishments. People seeing that we have a responsibility to 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 take control of these things. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it comes back to we've we've got a degree off at some point, and boy, we are miles down the road now, and so far from 
where we think we should be. <laughs> right. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and that kind of gets into what we talked about last time is if we're not doing this, then, so I would even say, I mean, what you referenced there about, about, um, hospitals. So it was Christians going and starting these hospitals. And I think part of that was just cause the, you know, the, a desire for compassion for the sick and taking care of the poor, you know, the least of these. So when people were in a bad spot, they needed to be taken care of, right? So hospitals and stuff were started, but that's still, <laughs> and I don't know enough about the old hospitals. Maybe they were functioning in, in, in a, in a proper way, mm-hmm. or at least in alignment with the, the way that we view health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still responsibility wasn't being taken in the family. So therefore, sure. some type of organization had to happen to kind of make up for failures within this particular responsibility. I think it could be looked at as that. But then now what's happened over time is those hospitals have kind of been taken over, and now it's just straight kind of a, a business thing, right? It's no longer these churches or Christians that are necessarily mm-hmm. running these things. And right. I would say, again, because that's a failure of one sphere of fulfilling its responsibility <laughs> and then another sphere kind of taking it over and when you do that, it doesn't go well. Yeah, right. I would I would be really interested to to dig into some of the origins of pharmaceuticals, some of the origins of the the healthcare insurance world, and like see where some of the first. Um, I mean, the, the easiest way to boil that down is see where some of the first. Um, instances of just being driven by greed (laughs) being driven by the economics um, started to take over and and, and, you know see where some of those origins are at right yeah but I mean I think that that's an important point that whole uh, I mean before we were talking uh, or before we started recording we were talking about men taking the offensive where, you know, last week we were kind of saying, stop do, doing what you're doing if you're not, you know, fulfilling this responsibility of, of what you should be doing as a Christian man and taking care of the welfare of your family. Um, but then what does that look like to go on the offensive? Yeah. Um, I think that that is, that's something that should be kind of fleshed out a, a lot more. And um, I'm, I'm sure that's what we'll be doing yeah. as time goes on here. Yeah. So, Again, going back to Genesis 2, before the fall here. Verse 15, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge, good and evil, you shall not for... Okay, so mostly it was that verse 15 that I wanted to get to. He put him in the garden. He said, work it and keep it as a good thing, <laughs> right? Before things went south. Yeah. He he gave him a job and he said, "Go take care of this." Yeah. Right? So does that obviously mean agriculturally and all this stuff? Absolutely, but it's it's a picture of you know, this is not just stewardship of the earth, right? him working and keeping the garden in this case, like that was the way that he was providing for and, and taking care of his family. Yeah. Right. Like this is, this is your job. 
the way that you're going to survive is if you cultivate the earth. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yeah, and that's where the whole provide and protect comes from. You know, the man was, was so working it, providing for, so if he works it, then it's going to get fruit of his labor. It's going to be providing and then keeping it, or that keeping it was protecting it. So um, you can kind of see, men can kind of see their families, or, or yeah, I would even put their their households, their mm-hmm. property, anything mm-hmm. like the kind of um, all wrapped up into that's their gardens, right? Right. So they're they're they are working and keeping, they're providing, protecting um, for their for their gardens. So like you mentioned, this is something that was given even before the fall. So this is a good thing. Um, this has been a good thing since this since the beginning here um, that men are supposed to be doing. Now after the fall, it obviously becomes a lot harder. Which is part of what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. You I know, we don't want to say that come at this as you know, this is just something easy. Why don't you guys just figure it out? Um, there's going to be difficulties in this, but that's also um, part of the responsibility of men. We're supposed to be stepping into difficulties. Right, right. And you're doing you're them. told it's going to be hard, right? In here, we can even draw a one to one correlation. Here, it says like. There's going to be thorns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be thorns now. It's not going to be as easy for you to handle what you're what you are required to with plants in this case, yeah. <laughs> right? Like these these things are are there's going to be resistance. Mm-hmm. And part of your job is to now do something that's going to be harder than it was before. It's not. It's not even to say it was easy before, right? Work it, keep it, yeah. protect it. Th- that that doesn't sound like a walk in the park to begin with. And now you're going to experience some specific resistance to that. Same with the woman, right? Yeah. Like n- now, this thing that like you're you're clearly biologically made to do and create new life. Now it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. Like. There is resistance to this. So for you to use now, catch ourselves up however many thousands of years later, for you to use that as an excuse is like, no, that's not an excuse. You you should expect that. Yeah. You should expect this to be hard. Yeah. You should expect there to be work to do and there to be resistance toward figuring this out. Mm-hmm. You're promised it. <laughs> You're promised yeah. that what you're experiencing right now is exactly what's going to happen, and pushing through that is exactly what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, and if you go down to verse 18 there, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. So mm. coming right off of took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it, he says, Go do that but it's not good for you to be alone in doing that. I'm going to give you a helper fit mm-hmm. for you to, to go and do that together. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's a, um, I mean, I, I would hope that this hasn't been missed, that although this is the responsibility of the man that has a head of the household to be concerned for and, may, I guess, be responsible, is the word we would want to use for the health and welfare of his family, mm-hmm. it's not solely on him to be doing these particular things. Yep. Um, the wife should be there to support, to help, um, and can be a doing a lot of the actual <coughs> how this plays out um, could be the responsibility of the wife. But if it's not happening, then it, it comes back onto, 
onto the man. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's it's almost like for most women, we don't like they don't kind of need any rebuke here. <laughs> sure. Most, right? Yeah. They uh, a lot of people need teaching and they need to learn, but m- most of the women that we've run into and worked with, it's like they don't need the type of, um, I, s- I suppose, rebuke here to say that, like, no, no, care about this. Yeah. Y- you need to care about this, right? Yeah. They already do. Right. Right. Yeah, it's usually them, um, I guess, grieving over their men not caring about it. Sure. Is where they're. Sure. Most most of them are at, or some of them just like, all right, I'm just gonna do it on my own. And sure, right. It's which also you, not good. Which you're right. It's also not good. It's also not the design. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So this is not just stop doing the things that are are hurting and and quite literally killing you. I I kind of forgot that the word uh, um, in that. Mark Seven, that murder was actually uh, in there. What's that? In at the end, for from for from within, out of the heart, man, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, including murder. Oh yeah, that's one of the things we were wrestling with over using the word uh, kill. Um, it's not just don't don't do this thing, right? It it's not just. Stop with the actions that are leading to l- literally the death of Americans, in this case. It's, hey, we are called to flourish. We are called to the good life, to work against the thorns, to work against the resistance, and to tend the garden. Mm-hmm. The health of your family is included in that. Yeah, one of the, uh, so Alex sent me this video uh, earlier this week about a school, I don't know, was it like 50s or 60s or something? Yeah, anyway, 60s. School somewhere in California that had this really robust um, physical education program. And they were talking about how, you know, like, that's not the only thing this school did. Like, it was just a, a, pretty crucial piece to the school um, because that that's kind of the one thing that looked wildly different than any other school at the time. Um, <clears throat> but what they were talking about was, okay, so not only were these all these kids super fit and capable, um, but this was also this kind of um, piece of unity for everybody that that spilled over into all of their other classes. Um, but they said the the intent of this program was twofold. It was first the the obvious things of people saw that modern life was changing. In this video, they cited modern conveniences like the automobile, and then they showed this shot of somebody riding up on an escalator. Just <laughs> great. They saw that, hey, modern conveniences are, are making us soft, <laughs> is what they saw. So they said, okay, we need to um, <clears throat> have a more formalized 
physical practice, right? Because we don't have to tend the garden anymore. Phys- physically, actually, right? Yeah. The the dirt. Since we don't have to do that anymore, we gotta we gotta mimic these things, imitate these things, and we have a growing amount of leisure time because we don't have to tend the ground now. Mm-hmm. So in that leisure, boy, we can we can take advantage of that. Let's learn sport. <laughs> Let's learn activities that now, because we've gotten efficient with other things, because I can get from point A to point B in a tenth of the time I used to be able to do it in before, because like we have these wonderful things called refrigerators and supermarkets, like all of the stuff that life used to require that was like there was no leisure because like that was taking up all the time. Now we have this thing called leisure, right? E- even even more abundantly than what God already um, might command us in resting one day a week. Like we have ample opportunity to fill it up with something good. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like this this is this is we're not calling to doom and gloom here. We're saying there is something so much better. And if you pick up your responsibility here, like there's something really, really good if we start cultivating this better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and I think and um, I'm not super into Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. um, but I know a lot of men like him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because he challenges them to be men, mm-hmm. basically he says, hey, go do something, take responsibility, go do something hard, be a man, basically, um, yep. which is also something that Paul said at one point. He said, act like men in one of his letters to the church. Um, so there's a... <laughs> Again, kind of back to that responsibility of just the nature of man and what they're supposed to be like. So I think this is a, uh, for whatever reason, this has just been an area where men don't do that Um, in general. You know, because if you look at our country, we're one of the sickest countries in the world. 75% of our country is obese. You know, we've had to change um, diagnoses like... uh, Type 2 diabetes used to be called adult onset diabetes because it took time <coughs> to actually happen. It's no longer called that because, you know, kids have it. Um, and that's totally lifestyle disease. That's totally, you know, parents not leading their kids into being healthy. Um, there's all of these these kind of repercussions, these consequences of not doing this. So what we're trying to do is, you know, appeal to the the chief end of man right to glorify God and to enjoy Him so yep. we're not trying to you know be up on some sort of pedestal and be like hey we have this figured out why don't you just do it we're saying no this is really what what God's called us to and this is really where the most joy is going to be at in your life mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. step into this difficult thing and start winning in this area and then start seeing the fruit of you actually winning in this area with how it changes your relationships relationship with your spouse, relationship with your kids, and just how now your family actually changes over time when this particular um, responsibility is taken care of. 
That's what we're trying to go after. Yep. That's it. Gentlemen, tend the garden. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong.